This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 2nd of May. In your squiz today... MasterChef's Jock Zonfrillo dies, Sedan's crisis continues, the RBA meets to decide on rates, and the Met Gala kicks off. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, it was pretty shocking to hear the news yesterday afternoon that MasterChef judge Jock Zonfrillo had died suddenly in Melbourne. He was just 46 years old and he survived by his wife, Lauren, and four children. His cause of death hasn't yet been confirmed, but his family has released a statement. Yeah, his family yesterday said that they're completely shattered. They also asked that those who crossed his path became his mate or lucky enough to be his family. Um, Keep this proud Scot in your hearts when you have your next whiskey. Uh, Of course, there's just a bit of a backstory to this guy who was a very big personality. Mm. He was from Glasgow. He was born Barry Zonfrillo to an Italian father and a Scottish mother. And he said that that mix of cultures fueled his love of food. He quit school at 15 years old. He started a chef's apprenticeship at a pretty fancy restaurant and by the time he was 17, he was working for renowned chef Marco Pierre White in London and he made the move to Australia in the year 2000 and he's been here ever since. Yeah, Zonfrillo was also notable for speaking pretty openly about his struggles with heroin addiction and homelessness during the earlier years of his career, and he detailed them in his 2019 memoir. He was also known for opening and running several award-winning restaurants in Sydney and Adelaide after he arrived in Australia, and he also championed the use of Indigenous ingredients in cooking. But He really shot to fame when he was cast as a judge on MasterChef in 2020. Yeah, that was alongside Melissa Leong and Andy Allen. Zonfrillo's Scottish humour, he also had a bit of a thing for three-piece suits (laughs) that really earned him a solid fan base in Australia and also overseas. His good mate Jimmy Barnes led the tributes from friends and fans yesterday. He tweeted that Zonfrillo was like a brother. And Jamie Oliver, who filmed a couple of episodes on MasterChef, Master Chef uh, for this upcoming season, which was due to debut last night. He also paid tribute. He said that the news was a total shock to wake up to in the UK yesterday. Um, Oliver said that they had the best time working together uh, for this year's Master Chef. And in its own statement yesterday, Network 10 said Zonfrillo's charisma, wicked sense of humour, generosity, passion and love for food and his family could not be measured. And like you mentioned, Claire, 10 announced that the new season of MasterChef won't run this week out of respect to Zonfrillo and his family. And it's not clear when or if the new season will be aired. 
We mentioned this yesterday, Claire, but the conflict in Sudan isn't slowing down. People are flocking to cities like Port Sudan, which is on the country's east coast, to try and get humanitarian aid and also to board evacuation ships. So, Alice, this is a part of the world that I know many of us aren't that familiar with, mm. so I feel like we're on repeat when we say this. But just to recap, this conflict is to do with a power struggle between two rival military groups. That's Sudan's army and and also the official paramilitary rapid support forces, or the RFS. Uh, There was an attempt to extend a ceasefire that was set last week, and that would allow civilian evacuations, but that has fallen over. In Sudan's capital of Khartoum, it's being hit really hard. The reports say that there are millions of people who are trapped in the city, uh, and that's become a target for intense shelling in recent days. The reports say that at least 500 people have died, Uh, in the fighting of just over two weeks. Uh, Also, thousands have been injured, but the experts say that the true numbers could be much higher than that. Resources are also becoming scarce in Sudan and the UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres has sent his emergency relief chief to the country to work out what immediate aid like food, water and fuel is needed. Guterres says the scale and speed of what is unfolding in Sudan is unprecedented in the country. Property prices have gone up in Oz for the second consecutive month. CoreLogic data that came out yesterday, Claire, suggested that they've gone up 0.5% overall. That might not sound like much, but it adds to experts' opinions that the property price dip that we saw a few months ago is over. Yeah, so CoreLogic's Tim Lawless says that not only are we seeing housing values stabilising or rising across most areas of the country, there's a number of indicators that are confirming a positive shift, uh, but those price rises aren't happening happening across every city. Sydney is leading the pack. Its prices rose 1.3% in April. Uh, In Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth and Adelaide, they all had average price rises of under 1%. When you look at Canberra and Hobart's prices, they stayed about the same. And Darwin was the only place to see a fall. That was a fall of 1.2%. And that's a timely update, Claire, because the Reserve Bank meets today to decide whether or not to implement another rate rise. Economists broadly expect the board to keep the cash rate steady at 3.6%, but only time will tell. There was a bit of footy news around yesterday, Claire. To start with, the AFL's officially confirmed that Andrew Dillon will become its new CEO. The league described it as a long and exhaustive search, but the best candidate ended up being the one who worked next door to the outgoing boss, Gillan McLaughlin. Yep, surprise, he was just next door. (laughs) (laughs) After a global search, it was the guy who was actually in the building. (laughs) And look, Dylan has actually been working for the AFL for about 20 years, uh, and most recently he's held the post of the league's head of operations. The chairman, Richard Goiter, has been under fire for the long recruitment process because McLaughlin announced that he was leaving more than 12 months ago. Mm. But yesterday, Goida said that Dylan was the standout choice because he's been involved in every major decision of the last 20 years and they got there in the end. (laughs) It wasn't such a happy day for Rugby Australia, though. Boss Andy Marinos announced his shock resignation. It came days after he was praised for putting the organisation back in the black. 
He'll depart next month, and that's three months before the Wallabies take the field at the World Cup in France. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN pn.com forward slash squiz today. Fashion's Night of Nights kicks off in New York City shortly, Claire, otherwise known as Fashion's Morning of Mornings for us in Oz. The 2023 Met Gala starts at 8am Eastern Standard Time today. Yep, and this year's is going to be especially special. Uh, (laughs) Not only will there be a huge cohort of celebrities who are showing off their best very high fashion looks, uh, it's also a tribute to the late Chanel and Fendi designer Karl Lagerfeld. He died back in 2019. Uh, The gala also is very famously organised by US Vogue editor-in-chief Anna Wintour. She's been doing that since 1995. Mm. Uh, And if you can remember this, it's a fundraiser at the end of the day. Uh, That's in benefit for the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute. Yeah, and it's a pretty successful fundraiser, Claire. Vogue says on its website that year after year, the event raises eight-figure sums. So it's probably fair to say the celebs aren't making gold coin donations at the door. (laughs) It must be a bit larger than that. If any squizzers want to watch the red carpet action, I'll pop a link to Vogue's live stream of the event in the episode notes today. Squeeze the day, Claire. Aussie Health Minister Mark Butler is due to speak at the National Press Club at 12.30pm Eastern Standard Time, so I'll be keen to see what comes out of that. Yep, and of course it's the first Tuesday in the month and as we mentioned, that is Interest Rates Day, so (laughs) set your alarm for 2.30 and we'll hear what the Reserve Bank says about interest rates this month. Good one. That's it for us today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.